Maybe in a decade they take me out on a stretcher Till I come back like Roman Reigns Blood in my veins still boiling in the pot Finna bubble up Ten blunts lit, I got the drop in the double cup Bro, they know I'm at the spot And I'm finna fuck them up Pearly gates waiting, but it's no heaven Call me baby reverend Choke him out like Dan Severin And my brother's still bludgeoning We at the complex on a new day Dressed in my ears, I look like Lupe Yeah What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of Permanent Marks. I am one of your hosts, uh, Patty Buse, and uh, our other host is... Everybody's favorite unk, Aaron. (laughs) Before we get started, though, a little PSA. Uh, Myself and Patrick and Eric will be going to Dynamite this week and if we are sticking to the regular schedule regularly scheduled programming this will probably air before then um so if you're in dc or if you're watching dynamite look for a jared is god sign <laughs> that'll be my soul. it's true jared is god though he is you know. god. but also aside from that i just wanted to take a second to uh to give a shout out to uh you know we don't talk about impact wrestling a lot on this show but I want to shout out Alex Shelley for becoming the Impact World Heavyweight Champion. He sure did. Well deserved. That man has been grinding in that company, a loyal soldier. Him and Chris Saban both for years. Um, I'm sure we might talk about them a little bit on this episode. But uh, now I'm going to pass it off to uh, the friend of Alfonso and the man with the band so they can introduce them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ahead. I'll go first. <laughs> What's up, Eric Kelly? I'm back. I'm back in action. <laughs> he's here again ready to rock feeling a little tired but i'm good staying up all <laughs> night playing tecmo bowl <laughs> nes <laughs> um what's up everybody it's mo breezy in the house got my lucy's behind me you know just wanted to feel represented all the boys got their lucy's in the back so i got my little three four five hardy boys china figurines chilling with me today so i'm ready Hell to yeah. get these prompts brother brothers Cheers mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Well, we got we got this we got the special guest here today uh, because it's the uh, the halfway point of the year, and we're going to do a little review. Uh, I'm sure these will change by the end of the year because it feels <laughs> like it doesn't feel like it's been a whole half of the year already. Like mm-hmm. I feel like uh, yeah, I didn't think a lot happened, and then I like looked back on it, and I was like, holy shit, man, there's been a lot of storylines. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, time flies baby yeah sure do. time time flies when you're jumping off that rope baby uh yes, so we're gonna we're gonna go down uh and kind of do a couple categories uh and pick what our what our favorite gimmicks or matches or storylines have been this year mm-hmm. um this was all aaron's idea uh i think he just wanted to fight me for an hour and a half, which is what we're going to do. Yes. Let's all buckle up for WWE versus AEW. <laughs> here we go. I think y'all know, think y'all know where I stand here. Right. Yeah. And then in the background, baby, AEW there for life. Go. 
There you go. I'm a centrist yeah. as per usual. I have WWE <laughs> figurines, but an AEW shirt on. So my loyalty Hell is yeah. nowhere. I'm, rep, I'm repping Young you Jericho too. Right, and, right down uh, the middle. Uh, it's okay. Smash. <laughs> Virginia. There you go. Virginia. Shout out to Virginia, hey, hey, the whoop, state. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, it'll it'll be fine. Today we're gonna get in a little a uh, little tussle. But once Aaron goes to AEW Dynamite and sees it live on Wednesday, mm-hmm. feels that magic wash over him. It's going to be change, be a changed man, human change, being. Man. For the first time, I'm hyped. I'm going to get a BCC shirt, too. Even though mm-hmm. Anarchy in the Arena was not five stars, I will get a BCC shirt or a hoodie. Even though it wasn't five stars. Still Name me another match that had a shoe that sparkles, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Tell me. Exploded. <laughs> It exploded in that face. Uh, I will all also right. add too. Y'all are going to the anniversary show, or at least they're they're like the semi anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna load that card up. So Aaron, if you yeah. don't walk away a change man, I don't know what else we can do for you. At it's a lot of wrestling too. Listen, we're gonna get is. there. At... I love and respect AEW and WWE. I just keep it real. Okay. <laughs> I keep it real. <laughs> Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see how real that that holds up uh, <laughs> um, um but i thought we would start off with like the easy categories and kind of build to sure wrestler and match of the year if that's cool with everybody um, sure and uh i thought uh i thought the first one that we would do would be like an easy one uh considering who debuted this year, but I want to do like best debuts. Uh, so like, what do y'all think before I do mine? Who, who had the best debut this year? I mean, who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go first. I, you know, he's, he sprung this on us kind of before the pod started. And uh, it was, I had to really think back, but now that I'm on the spot, I haven't thought about it at all. I mean, <laughs> between, uh, I mean, you've got Mercedes Monet and you've got, you know, Naomi, of course, or Trinity. Um, Cody debuted 2022, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we can't that was their last WrestleMania. We can't count that. You got Jay White this year as well. Um, I think, honestly, like, and you got Roddy, who Roger Strong is one of my favorite wrestlers yeah. currently. And I'm, I really hope that we get to see him on Wednesday. I don't think he's scheduled, but I think we'll probably get to at least see a little bit of him because Adam Cole's wrestling. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I think objectively it has to be Mercedes Monet. That's um, who I picked too. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. Monet. I'm, I'm with you there for sure. Yeah, yeah she made the biggest splash out of all the people Money. that debuted. I guess Punk will be a debut too. Uh, second I guess since coming, it's announced baby. now, second coming. Yeah, Punk is in there too. <laughs> but yeah, Monet. Uh, it kind of bums me out because I feel like she had a huge year set up, and then she broke her ankle. Is that right? Uh, yeah, something happened know. in that. The, that was the Willow match, right? Yeah, yeah. New Japan Strong for their yeah. women's title. That okay. yeah, that's a bummer because I'm pretty sure what the plan was was to have her and Britt at Forbidden Door. Um, it seemed like, but yeah, hmm. yeah, but maybe she gets better in time uh, that we see her at Wembley. Uh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I would prefer too, especially with uh, Forbidden Door already being like one of the most fucking stacked cards I've seen uh, in a while. Uh, and even having that cool ass uh, Brian Danielson 
promo in the desert leading up to it. I oh, was like, God yeah, damn it, this is good. Awesome. <laughs> yes, I love that. I mean, you notice, too, you notice, too, on AEW television, they've been showing, like, Mercedes Monet stuff. Yeah. Oh. Had, you know that that was, like, the plan, probably, which is really unfortunate because I'm not going to lie, like, the AEW women's division has been really heating up here in the past yeah. month or two. Um, so, I mean, that's unfortunate, um, especially with, you know, I will say the one silver lining of the whole thing is that um, Willow Nightingale has that title now and she's mm-hmm. deserved to get Willow is great. Yeah. 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 And I feel like since she got that title, she's like become like even more, she's got like a, a layer of like badass to her character yeah. now too, you know, whereas before, it was I like, mean, she was awesome before, but now there's like, there's a little more like, I don't know, like hardness to her. You know, let's I mean? be real. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. She was playing that shuck and jive character. That <laughs> all I wouldn't black say that. I, no, no, she wasn't no way Jose that. in it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't that beat, but she was adjacent to it. Well, they said the same thing about the new day too, but I yes. always was yes. like, yes, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing with Solo Sokoa, where Solo Sokoa is adjacent to that like Samoan cannibal, but he. He's good at making it not as, you know. And we saw, I think, uh, Mo, were you with us when uh, me and Eric saw Willow? Uh, she was in like a bunch of dark matches before one of the dynamites we went to. And like um, her daughter was in the crowd and uh, her daughter got into a fight with Lance Archer. Uh, so everybody in the audience was booing Lance Archer, <laughs> but on TV about... you had like no idea what was happening. <laughs> you're complete. That was Jade. Jade's daughter. Was that Jade? Got... Yeah, Jade's daughter. No, it was Willow's a... daughter. I thought. I don't think Willow has kids. I believe. Oh, the maybe I'm wrong. There was definitely a kid that Willow was talking to during the dark match, so I thought it was her daughter. Yeah, uh, I, I do know he came. He like. <laughs> At, uh, yeah, yeah. At, there's a little black child in the crowd. Well, we can agree to that. Getting bullied by a white man with dreads. Paul uh, Rose that he gets done by a black hairdresser. So good for him. We like yeah, you, Lance Archer. Uh, there you go. Uh, but I will say too, I think if Chris Statlander hadn't taken that title off of Jade, I would have wanted it to be Willow Nightingale. But so I'm glad she has a title. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Willow, I always liked Willow. I thought, like, she was, like, a good in-ring wrestler who kind of kept it, like, slower. uh, And uh, the matches felt, like, really well thought out that she's done. But then I really liked, and Aaron probably won't like this, but I really liked the the Ruby hardcore match that they did. Oh, Um, yeah. That was really I got got nervous about that because uh, that spot with Anna Jay went wrong. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. Jay is like an AEW original. And so mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't I was nervous that there would be retribution against Willow for just, you know, shit happens a lot of time mm-hmm. in these matches. And I felt yeah. like, man, we're not gonna see her on TV for a minute. Um, but I'm glad she's back. Uh oh. Let's be real. There's a difference between a Nia Jax accident and a Willow Nightingale accident. Right, <laughs> right. But you never know backstage politics. Like Willow Nightingale, we my perception is she's so sweet and so nice, but that doesn't stop you from you know catching heat from people. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's crazy that Anna Jay didn't get more fucked up 
from that spot. Right. Because, like, I mean, that was essentially just straight up powerbomb off the stage onto the floor. Right. Because, like, no no table to brace your fall at all. But, like, I think I don't know if y'all saw the um, All Access episode that mm-hmm. involved that match. And, like, you see them come backstage afterwards, and, like, Anna's fine. And, like, someone's like, are you good? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But, like, I forget. Someone else got a little banged up in that. But Anna's just like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, blah, blah, blah. Might be, like, messed up. But, yeah. yeah. And I was like, damn, yeah, okay. She got really lucky. Absorb that shit. It must have been that butt, you know? Is that- <laughs> straight, straight to butt. <laughs> straight to butt i mean that's her thing fat ass and a ass bad attitude get there get there get there get there the I'm say that while she's standing next to willow though i'm just saying <laughs> yeah not sure about women's bodies but i'm just saying <laughs> I mean, you could also you could also say that Stat was a debut because she's a almost like a completely different wrestler than when she left. Uh, I was thinking yeah. about that. As far as like, if we're talking like debut, as in just like just like coming to the company, just come, and, yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah, like after a long time or first time in the company, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the Stat one, I might even, I mean just because we were so jacked on it when mm-hmm. that happened like yeah i could almost put that at number one but it probably is still mercedes and uh mercedes and like that that first that you know first match she had was like super good so the stat the stat pop like even yeah in the theater too like because that was, was sick like, like i was saying last pod i i don't know anything about stat but i could just tell y'all were like people in the theater were treating her like she was fucking hulk hogan yeah, yeah. She's, she'd been gone for so long and I feel like there'd been so much like when's she coming back and probably a lot of people had the same thing that I had that night where it was like I I lost hope like I was yeah. like ah, we were talking maybe about it it's right not going to happen you know we were talking about it right before uh, and Eric was like yeah I don't think it's going to be stat anymore and blah 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 uh, and then she came out and it was awesome and it's also like She's just beloved. She's one of those like early AEW weirdos. She was a fucking alien or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she was part my, of Best my Friends. Favorite, and, like... uh, my favorite theme song in AEW is Stats theme song. I love it. It's so oh, 90s. Really? <laughs> nice. Wow. It's so 90s WCW like fucking badass. Like, oh, it know. is. I oh, was the it, new it, one. The new one. Yeah. Okay. It's fun. I thought about that. I think it was last Dynamite when she was coming out for that match. And I was like, man, this, this is a classic jam Cla- yeah very wcw jam big ripper yeah oh yeah <laughs> definitely uh yeah cool so mercedes i guess is the you got to give it to mercedes i think yeah so. yeah i mean that was like the biggest clean sweet yeah there you go. Um, all right so mercedes wins best debut uh, here's to you here's to you <laughs> uh monet um and then uh the next one, because this is kind of like a weird one, uh, but uh, best gimmick. Uh, who had the best gimmick so far this year? Um, mine, if I'm going first, I don't know if it was this year that it started, but it's definitely this year where it got so much heat on it. Uh, and uh, the gimmick I'm picking is the Dom's prison gimmick. Oh, uh, <laughs> hell yeah. That's a good one. 
Like, because nobody has heat like that motherfucker. Like, it's it's insane. Like, he doesn't even have to say a word. And it's it's so over that, like, he can fuck up uh, promos and people just, like, boo him harder. Like, <laughs> Except for he, Don Callis now. Don, Don's got that. <laughs> Yeah, Don, Don, Don does have that heat too. Yeah, there you go. I sure. hope he. I hope Don comes out at our dynamite because that so we can get loud as fuck yeah. up in there. So I can throw yeah. my drink at Don Callis and uh, get kicked <laughs> oh, yeah. out. <laughs> um, throw that fucking ten dollar Pepsi down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is at a bigger stadium. You were saying, right? This is a- yeah. I think because it's like the anniversary show. Instead of doing because last the other dynamites had been at least the ones that we had gone to in DC were at that. I mean, it's, um, but yeah. Anyway, the they're doing it at Capital One Arena, which is like the big old arena for DC. You know, where like the Caps play and stuff mm. like that. Um, so that'll be fucking cool. Mm, so they're covering up the ice with the uh, with the mats. Yeah, they're gonna. <laughs> I, I think they're keeping the ice down. Actually, I think they're, they're, gonna... <laughs> that's what, they're gonna do a break the ice match. Whoever's yeah. head breaks the ice first uh, yeah. wins. Um, but yeah, uh, Aaron, you said you had some stuff oh, to yeah. say about Dom. Um, it, it, I'm I'm really I like that you chose Dominic because I look at it from the scope of. Uh, for me, just being like a wrestling nerd, and I look at Dominic as someone who I still feel like has a, a ways to go, but it seems like the general consensus on the internet is people love like how how he's been diving into his character, and I think he's really a beneficiary of being in that WWE system. I yeah. will say this, hot take. I would love to see Dominic, even though it probably won't happen because he's a Mysterio. I'd love to see Dominic leave WWE and go... Mm-hmm like AEW or CZW or ROH or something and hone his craft more because I think yeah. he has it like the he has the mindset of like how to be a good heel I don't think he has the mindset of how to be a good baby face his wrestling is solid I think his wrestling good. is pretty solid yeah but I think he's really benefiting from whoever like they have the best writers writing his shit like whoever's writing but the long shit is writing his shit it's also like what a great way to learn on the job because the gimmick kind of includes that he's going to fuck up the promo. So he has <laughs> infinite, he has infinite chances to like get better at doing promos. Cause it doesn't <laughs> matter if he fucks up. It's like, yeah. people just boo him louder. Would, <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. I would like to see him go somewhere too. I would never say that he should go somewhere anytime like soon. I feel yes. like he has to ride this out. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. At like least another is, two, like another two, three years in that in that system, and then make the hop. You know, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Ring of Honor could be sweet. Like pop to Ring of Honor, be there for a sec, and then hit AW when you're like fully, fully there. If he you went to Impact, I might watch Impact or Impact. Yeah, Impact would be sweet too. I think you should yeah. just go to New Japan. Why not? Get some oh, true, in, true. Like, yeah, or uh, what's the other one? All Japan, if that still exists. Mm-hmm. Like why not? I don't know if all has... does all Japan still exist. It does. It does. Okay. I don't know. You just they never got hear... a streaming service. <laughs> you so. never hear about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Or no, it's it's Pro Wrestling Noah. I'm sorry, Pro Wrestling Noah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah, what are y'all's gimmicks of of the year so far? Um. So this is in no way new. 
Um, it was just like one of the first things I thought of, and it's still somehow going like hard and going so well and everyone like eats it up so much is just the whole like acclaimed thing. Yeah. Just like their whole everything, you know, their whole everything. Yeah. Like the fucking, yeah, the like the the freestyle as you, you're going down the ramp, the the scissoring, the whole deal. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, obviously like they've been doing it for a bit, but it's somehow still, everyone like still loves it. And they're just like the the DX of yeah. uh, <laughs> of AEW, and, and I think they weirdly benefited from uh, not keeping the belts, like because uh, you yeah. saw them less. And... It's like I mean uh-huh. I I don't know. Yeah, it's like well that I I guess I should say like I was. I thought it was good that like even though they lost the belts because I was nervous like oh, they lost the belts and now like they're going to kind of like be on the back burner and like no one's really going to like be super jacked for them anymore. But everyone stayed highly yeah. jacked on them, which is yeah. good. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and piggyback off of what Eric said because I was kind of torn between... I should let folks know. I know what I said earlier about being a centrist. All I watch is AEW. <laughs> all I watch is I two hours that. of... <laughs> Big and applause. all I watch is Dynamite. I try to watch Rampage, but I live a life on the weekend. Sorry to Rampage. Sorry to Collision. Sorry um, to everybody else in this group. You better, <laughs> you better make time for Collision when that shit comes on. I will, I'm going to have to watch it after because I'm going to have friends in town, so I can't watch it when it happens. But all that to say, I was really struggling to figure out what gimmick I actually feel excited about when I watch AEW. And I think I can, I feel good about saying the acclaimed. I feel like I have to push back a little bit on um, this idea that they, them losing the belts, I think was a bad idea. I love the guns. I love the guns. Um, we could talk about that more when we get to uh, best storyline. Cause I got something coming your way. That ain't gonna make no sense. <laughs> but all that to say, I feel like when the acclaim drops those belts, it didn't make any sense. And even now, thinking about the past match they did with House of Black at the previous pay-per-view, it's like we the acclaimed are so solid in their gimmick. We missed out on a good month's build of them making fun of the House of Black, them coming out in all black. Like I know House of Black is this like stoic gothic you know almost like this ancient primordial energy they come in there (laughs) they don't say anything they look fucking badass i love house of black but could you imagine that goofy energy coming you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's like challenging there and and i love that you said that mo because the thing that was circling in my mind as soon as the acclaim was mentioned was mm-hmm. that what needs to happen is they need to feud with the heel house of black good trio's title and the way you get there is you have ftr and mark briscoe end up joining after this story is all over and you have the house okay. of black feud with ftr and mark briscoe and okay. turn heel and beat ftr and mark briscoe ftr keeps the normal tag titles and then you put a claim into like a six-month storyline with them you know what i mean and have the I mean, long term storytelling and have the acclaimed eventually with Billy Gunn take those trios titles because I do enjoy what House of Black has been doing with their matches. So I want to yeah. see I want to see House of Black matches for the next six months. With I do too. 
and I say I fantasy booked their entire run, which we could talk about on another podcast. But my thought was either they were going to drop those belts to CM Punk FTR, or they're going to drop the belts to the acclaimed, or they're going to drop the belts to Miro and some other surprise tacking. Those are the only three trios I would allow that to happen with. Is House of Black like? Have they been promoted that they're on collision? They sure have. Yeah, because on the main, I know, yeah, the main thing I saw, I definitely saw, yeah, like Julia and um, I think, yeah, the whole crew, I think, was on there, weren't they? Yeah. It's so wild to me, like the promos for collision, though. It's like these people that are all kind of problematic, but getting like pushed to the moon in these promos right now. Like, I'm like, damn, I haven't seen Miro in like, a year and a half, and now he's like on every promo. <laughs> the uh, problematic, but good. Maybe. No, yeah, say, Miro's great. There you go. You say oh, problematic, yeah. but is that objectively? Because to me, besides CM Punk's the gray area, but it's like they none of them did anything wrong. I think, I think, he, means like, I think he means like politicky, like backstage. Oh yeah, like backstage okay. politicky. Yeah, not not okay. like you know, essay problematic. Because no, yeah, right. yeah, no, like, nothing, nothing bad. <laughs> But like Thunder had her stuff. Uh, Andrade probably, yeah, is he, he deserves. Um, <laughs> one step away from Alberto Del Rio. Uh, I think it's. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> yikes. There you go. It's spicy. Yikes. Um, but yeah, it's basically like it's like the hotheads, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's why I think, and I I was talking to Eric about this. I hope. Uh, that that show just becomes the villain show. Like, it becomes the the heels are, like, in charge, and Punk turns heel immediately as, like, the leader of the heels. Uh, yeah. That would be cool. Well, straight, then, straight Edge Society? Straight Edge Society. Yeah. I've got it. I need it. I need it. <laughs> and, so him and Brody, yeah. you know. And They're they friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. then also too, Brian. They said Brian Danielson might do some writing for Collis for Collison. Collison. It's not might. He is. He's 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 on. And he's a classic he shit yeah. heel. Yeah, so wow. I'm just like this that... is gonna be. Mm, yeah, he's be he's he's one of the head writers for that show. Yeah. Nice. I hadn't heard that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's got to be good. Like so so just to pick just to branch yeah. off of that in the press conference from the last pay per view. He said as much, and they mm-hmm. asked him, and he was like, "Oh, I love working with Tony, and you know, I can't wait to write with him more." So yeah, they, he's he's I, I, if he's not the head writer, he's one of the head writers on that show. He's one of them, yeah. Then I gotta watch that show now. I mean, <laughs> it's gonna. Oh be yeah, great. I mean, I'm I'm stoked for it. I was like, I I, I thought that AEW's thing was perfect, just having two hour dynamite, one hour rampage. And I was like, ah, like now there's another show, but all the, you know, all the promotion for it has got me hyped enough to like, be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for it. And my and big it, thing now is just, uh, I mean, I always watch, uh, for like 90% of the time I'll watch dynamite live and then like rampage. I'll usually DVR that got that baby set up on the DVR. I'm guessing collision. I'll probably be doing the same since it's mm-hmm. on a Saturday. 
but it's just like have that shit ready to go i get home i pop that on fast forward through the commercials (laughs) it it also seems like the stakes are much higher on collision than they are on rampage like they're gonna be like some main storylines on collision oh for sure sure. rampage is always like the addendum to collision is going to be that 1a 1b show with adam like it might become the 1a show you know it might i i almost kind of feel like getting going back into like the late 90s wwf uh had like you know there was raw and there was now i can't remember if smackdown and sunday night heat coexisted but you remember like i I almost feel like rampage will be like sunday night heat Mm -hmm. you know and then you've got your two mains which would be dynamite and collision They did because they had sunday night heat and then after sunday night Heat died they did velocity for a little bit after that so yeah 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 because sunday night heat sometimes was the lead-in to the paper paper right Um, yeah yeah true yeah i I will say so i guess it's my turn to go for the gimmick yeah Mm mm-hmm and I think the best gimmick, much like Patrick's, it didn't start this year, but it has really blossomed this year. I think hands down the best gimmick in wrestling by far to me is Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, um, he, he Dang. just, yeah, he was the thing about his gimmick right now was that he was always far and above a top three talent in WWE since he's been there. Right. Um, and he's had some great character work through, like, the whole, like, throne smasher before Cody Rhodes, the Kingslayer with the Triple H thing. The architect was cool when he won the money in the bank. That was cool. The guy who stabbed, you know, all the guys from the shield in the back. But I think he's just coming to his own so much with this character. And I honestly think it has a lot to do with his wife. If you notice, when Becky Lynch left the man character and she went heel, she started wearing all the crazy clothes. Mm-hmm. There was weeks where Seth would wear the same like sunglasses or the same shirt as her. Totally, weird, totally. random shit. And I think it's a lot to do with Becky, and I think it's a lot. And I, I never give credit to Becky, but I think it's a lot to do with her. <laughs> I do think she has a great mind for the business, and I think he's. I think he's a student of the game. He, it reminds me a lot of Macho Man, like his his mannerisms, his ha 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 ha, like the cackling, and it's like Macho Man and the Joker put together, and. I think for Seth, this is a great character, and I think he's finally found um, the the gimmick, for lack of a better term, that he's going to lean into for the rest of his career. Shawn Michaels will always be HBK. Triple H yeah. will always be the game. Stone Cold Steve Austin will always be the Texas Rattlesnake. Seth Rollins will always be Seth freaking Rollins. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Nice. I, I definitely agree. I, just bring, I was going to say, just bring back that old song, and then we're set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to burn it down, the OG one. Yeah, yeah. with, with those triplets. Illy, 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 illy. <laughs> I will. I will also say Becky might have got him started on that outfit thing, but his outfits have been putting Becky's to shame. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I will say absolutely. I don't know anything about Seth Rollins' character because I don't watch WWE. But I do know when his outfits show up on my feed, I lose my shit. (laughs) And same thing with him. I follow the guy who curates all of his outfits. So he's got an actual designer on call, him and Becky. Same Mm. guy also did some of Jade's clothes, too. So he knows where to put his money. And I'm just saying this. 
best if we're talking about best gear of the year goes to Seth Rollins when he yeah. came out yeah. with that uh Jeff Jarrett pink harness top at WrestleMania. Oh yes, My yes, and very HBK too. HBK, yeah, yeah. sure, totally. absolutely. We were, uh, we were debating on whether that or his um not crown jewel Night of Champions gear was better because oh, the puff, oh, the big the puff. puff? Oh, they, both yeah. they both were really good. The but man was puffed up, baby. I will say. <laughs> I will say, Mo, even though you don't watch WWE, it's definitely worth your time to go to the YouTube channel and watch any segment Seth Rollins. Oh, watch I do. I, yeah. Him and yeah. the Bloodline and some of the uh, yeah. the Dom stuff, I'll watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. the, real quick about the outfits. There was a cool, um, y'all probably saw it. There was this video. It was like a backstage video, I think from Mania, where Seth was getting ready to go out like he's in gorilla getting all like, you know, pumped up and he's got his, you know, getting his whole outfit going and Becky like walks in and sees it, sees the outfit. And she's like, Oh, she was like, that's not fair. He's <laughs> like, that's not fair. <laughs> it's so it's not with you. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> shame. Um, all right, so there we go on the gimmicks, and uh, now we're gonna get into uh, the fighting portion of the show. Yeah, um, yeah. I will actually, I will actually. Uh, this might go with Aaron, but kind of against Aaron too. But let, let's do best storyline uh, next. Okay. Um, mine was a portion of the bloodline, uh, and it was up until the Sammy match that would have been my favorite uh just the lead up to that uh i thought was great the pop for sammy in canada they did that right uh he lost and now in retrospect i think it was a good idea that he lost uh sammy doesn't seem like he gives a shit about having the belt uh but the lead up to it made you think that he was gonna win and like uh it gave it gave you hope which is what you need when you watch wwe and then you realize you're watching WWE and they will always <laughs> rip the hope out of your heart mm -hmm. and step on it. Uh, but yeah, that would be mine. And it would just be up until the Sammy stuff. Um, and then the KO and Sammy getting back together stuff was great. But then once like Cody came around, I mean, I liked Cody's run up into uh, Mania. I, I think uh, me, Aaron and Eric were watching it together right that was that was mm -hmm. all three of us and yeah. uh and we were all just like devastated afterwards uh mm -hmm. when cody lost and but it was such a good match too it was a very it was good like match. if he'd won that oh the yeah i just thought perfect. uh it was and looking back on that uh i get why they did it i mean i understand cody's like a he's a great figurehead for that company uh eventually when he wins the belt he'll be a great champion but uh but it just seemed like they just did this long build up with sammy and it was drawn out and it was good long-term storytelling and then they were like and now cody's here and cody wins the belt because he's cody i guess i don't know <laughs> like that that was kind of uh, weird to me that they did all this like really good storytelling and then just inserted uh cody looking like homelander from the boys uh, <laughs> well, his... I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback because 
obviously my story of the year is Bloodline, far and away. Um, before I get into why it's my story of the year, I will say honorable mention. This is not a kayfabe wrestling story, but I hope that once Collision starts, maybe we can actually see it come to fruition. We have to get the Elite versus whoever seeing Punk is aligned with. Punk versus- yeah, for that sure. Punk and FTR. Because be. outside of, well, I don't think it's going to be Punk and FTR off rip because we know Punk's probably going to turn heel, hopefully. So I think that they'll probably separate for a little bit. But if they circle back around to it, and if the Young Bucks are good Christian boys like they say they are, Jesus' <laughs> forgiveness, forgive that man. <laughs> Be the bigger man and make millions of dollars and push your company into the stratosphere because you were doing 1.2 million viewers at your height when CM Punk was there, and you can do it again if you just don't be a little bitch about it. But anyway, <laughs> very good, very good. Yes, the bloodline <laughs> is far and away the best. And I will disagree with you a little bit, Patrick, because I think it's gotten even better after WrestleMania, and I didn't think it was because of how we all felt. I think I think it's at its height right now. Yes. The Jimmy and I, I I disagree that it would be anything to do with Cody. I think it it's all not, has to right. do You're with right. Jimmy and Jay, and all that stuff has been great. They've been like Oscar worthy performances. Uh, when he kicked him on SmackDown, was it? It was on SmackDown when they when Jimmy kicked him. It or, was a pay per view. It was a uh, was it Night of Champions. Night of, oh, was it Night of Champions? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were like, that was weird that they did that in Saudi Arabia. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought all that was perfect. And now, like, it, it's it's weird to me that like Cody was in there, and then once he lost, he's out of it. Like, he's not a part of that storyline anymore. Mm-hmm. But the understanding is that like he's going to do the, the hard times gimmick and like get beat by a bunch of monsters after losing to the big man and then come back after yeah. beating all the monsters yeah. and, beat. and it's, it's understandable because like of anybody to break him off with Brock makes sense. Like yeah. have him conquer Brock, have him win money in the bank or Royal rumble again, however you want to do it. And then, well, we got to wait till his arm heals, you know, his, <laughs> his arms fucked up. That's uh, true. Right. Even in the uh, adamantium cat. Yeah. That's <laughs> almost my second story of the year, uh, besides Punk and the Elite, but the, the fucking cast, bro. Just- <laughs> <laughs> the cast um, was yeah. bad. Uh, so, yeah, Bloodline, Bloodline, what do y'all got? Um. So, <laughs> I also <laughs> had Bloodline. Um, and I will say, so that's my only WWE thing on my list. Um. And it's on there. I honestly was almost like, let me try to find something that's not WWE just yeah. to uh, <laughs> just to be that guy. But um, no, that was the first thing that came to mind. And also, I feel like it had to be on there for me because like that I had gotten pretty checked out on WWE. And that was what when that storyline was getting real juicy, that's what like got me back paying attention you know um i still give like i give a majority of my time to aw but i that did at least get me to start you know uh seeing what's going on and watching the the wwe pay-per-views again and whatnot um and yeah it was yeah just i mean like y'all said just super super good i will say though before before mo just to add a button on the top of the bloodline thing 
Um, I was texting Patrick about this and, um, you know, because I really started to think about it and I was like, yo, like I, I thought to myself, this is one of the best storylines I've ever seen in my lifetime in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I started to think like, what were my favorite storylines of all time in wrestling? And obviously Austin McMahon is probably the greatest, right? And then Patrick brought up DDP and the NWO. That's another good one. You know that was great. Mean? Sting and Hogan is another good one. I was about to say Sting but, Hogan leading into Starcade. The more I thought about it, I mean, Punk and Cena too, right? But the more I thought Hell about yeah. it, I was like, dude, this might be the best storyline I've ever seen in wrestling. The it's way got, it's been told. Is it's just, got time. Yes. And that's that's like the biggest part of it. Yes. And it also has like all these different facets that we were talking about. Like it has the the Sammy stuff at first where Sammy like joined the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't really know, honestly, I don't really know what it was what was happening before Sammy because I wasn't watching I was like Eric, I didn't watch it until the Sammy Bloodline stuff kind of got me back into watching WWE. Um but I'm I'm guessing it was just Roman being dominant for like two years as champ. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Sammy was Sammy was pretty much in LA Knight territory before all this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh he was fighting the jackass people and uh looking like the <laughs> Unabomber. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you had that, uh, and the Sammy stuff was all told like so beautifully how he was a part of the team and then he wasn't, uh, and then he just turned into this like fucking white hot baby face, uh, that, mm-hmm. um, that was like undeniable for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the Cody stuff. Like I said, that's probably like my least favorite part of it, even though the match was good and Cody can always do a great promo. It just felt like really like shoehorned into it. Um, the Sammy, now, I was gonna say the Sammy and Roman match. Honestly, I feel like was better than yeah. the, than Roman. Oh, than the and, Cody uh, and, and Cody. Yeah. I mean, they were both re- they were both really good, but I think I may have liked the Sammy one better. I did it was too. also like the audience for the Sammy one was yes. so yeah, like in Montreal, it, yeah. it made you like care more, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's just mm-hmm. it's just so multifaceted, and it's been going on for so long that you you have to say it's like one of the best stories in yeah. wrestling. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. well, I'll I'll go ahead and, and share my thoughts. Um, I knew folks were going to pick the bloodline, so I was like, I got to go with something else. Nice. And obviously, as an AEW shell, I have to think <laughs> about what exists in that company that is like on par. If there's there. First of all, let me be clear. There's nothing on par with the bloodline in AEW right now, in my personal opinion. I think the thing that comes closest to it is what's been going on with Kenny, Hangman, and the Young Bucks. Um, They've been telling that story since 2019. They've been telling that Mm -hmm. story prior to AEW being a company. Um, The whole point is that they're like, Hangman, we built this company for you to be a champion. And so, you know, I love all of that stuff. It let me, it did let me down recently. Um, just with how they were building this kind of like, Kenny doesn't know that the Young Bucks turned their back on him. The Night Hangman won the championship and they were building this tension and building this tension. And then out of nowhere, Kenny was like, oh, I've been new. I saw it and I was like, that's fine. And I was so let down. It was a throwaway thing on BTE where it was something that I felt like should have played out on camera. And ever since then, it's been like hard to rope me back in. 
which is yeah. why it was like they got to bring Ibushi in. They got to do something to like rope me back into this because yeah. it just doesn't make sense that Kenny isn't more upset that his best friends cost him the title. It doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> I'm, let, I'm, I'm sending that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, no, I was going to say, I think that's the, the whole issue surrounding a lot of the elite stories is that they're, they're crafted more so for those people that follow being the elite that are those yeah. IWC fans. So a lot of that stuff doesn't make it onto TV. And if you don't search it out, you might not see those breadcrumbs. I will say before you continue, though, mm -hmm. that fucking scene where Hangman came out yeah. and Kenny handed him the broom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was having an orgasmic Isaiah moment when I saw it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So pause there because this is what I'm going to say. My favorite storyline of this year, Aaron just said it, has been this whole story with the firm and Ethan nice. Page, the Hardy Boys, and Brother Isaiah. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not <laughs> nowhere near the bloodline. It's not nowhere near uh, the elite storyline, what's happening with their internal strife with each other. But I will say that every time I've seen them on screen, has it's captured my attention all of them work well with each other and i just feel like especially with isaiah he's the youngest one on the team he's the one who needs to benefit the most from this because the hardys are on their last run it's kind of ethan page's time now you need to build for the future i love the brother isaiah gimmick i love the deletion match um i've never been let down by any other segments this year they are so fucking funny they're entertaining, and I'm excited to see where this goes now that Ethan Page is kind of roped into the Hardy Boys and Brother Isaiah's uh, faction or what have you. Um, and they're doing good stuff now. I watched a clip last night of them all, like, dancing together, and I was like, oh, <laughs> boy. They're just so great. I think sometimes we look at the main event. We so often don't look at the mid card or even like the lower mid card of what stories are happening there. And I think they have been a solid story for AEW for the past six months. I think if you I think if you're gonna look at a company, look at their mid card. What's happening there? Um and you know, Jeff's back too. So I feel like I'm gonna give my little trophy, my little award for best storyline <laughs> to my favorite mid card faction, the firm. Um, and Ethan Page. Hell yeah. That's, my, that's I'm, my, I'm, where I'm going. I'm stoked on that. <laughs> you just got me hyped all, up on that. All, I'm all, about, that. <laughs> all about that. I'm, um, I'm, I'm changing mine real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was I mean, an impassioned sleeper. speech right there. I was, I was like, great. all right. Sleeper. I think a lot of the dudes that are in that storyline are sleeper dudes to really be like top guys in that company, like Big Bill's been fucking busting his ass oh, lately. Yeah. Like that triple threat with, with Swerve and uh, Trent, he, he's been busting his ass lately. Uh, you know, I've always loved Lee Moriarty. I think he's one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Um, you know, of course, Brother Isaiah, Ethan Page. I mean, this past week on Rampage, Ethan Page had a great match in that, in that six-man, and he was about to win it. So Jeff said, you haven't extended my gift yet. And he, he pulls his the, the wristbands down. Oh yes, I was watching that uh, the other night. Yeah, the wrist it pulled Good it, stuff. and it was the the Hardy thing. Yeah, that they're, was it. They're doing very solid stuff right now. So I'm back. Yes, 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 yes. And, and I'm for, hoping uh, Ethan too, too that uh, I hope Big Bill and Lee Moriarty do like they come away with something outside of this. Really do. I agree with with Aaron. Yeah. 
All right. We got storylines, and they weren't all the bloodline. Uh, <laughs> I thought they were, to be honest. I thought they were. Shout out to Mo for switching it up. Hell yeah. All right. All about um, it. Um, and then we're going to go to promo of the year. Mm. Uh, <laughs> a, little, a little divisive. Uh, this is going to be a good one. I feel like we're all going to have different ones. Yeah. I got all a little, right. I got something planned for this. Yeah, maybe somebody else go first. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, Eric's. Uh, the, uh, Aaron, you want to start this one off? I was going to pass it to Mo, but I'll start it off. Okay. Um, so this was actually a really hard one because, man, I'm going to tell you right now, there's been some like really good promos this year. So what I did was I kind of put it into segment of the year, like what promo battle I thought was best. And I'm going to mention one that's not the one I chose that was happened very recently in Adam Cole and MJF. I think that that was superb. That was Hell solid. Yeah. yeah. It was everything I wanted from both of those guys, but that's not the one I chose. And when thinking about the promos this year, man, one that I just couldn't get out of my head. Um, and I'm going to sound like, you know, a changed man when I say this, but. <laughs> So Becky dramatic. Lynch mm-hmm. and Trish Stratus on Monday Night Raw. Oh yeah, Four Night of Champions. The one at the desk or whatever. The the woof woof bitch. At yes. The end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a fucking silver tongue, man. Yeah. She pulled the whole. I didn't have to bark like a dog to get where I'm at. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> All they had to do was show the clip off of YouTube of Vince McMahon making her bark, and I would have just been like, like talk about like a drop the mic moment. So I haven't felt that way about a line since I felt, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a rap battle, an actual rap battle on Monday Night Raw, or it might have been SmackDown between the New Day and the Usos. Oh yeah, and this yep. was right I after remember the- that. This is right after the whole, like, people's phones got hacked and the sex tape came out. Uh-huh, yeah. And Jay yeah. Uso said, let's not get all rated R like your boy Xavier Woods. Yeah. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I felt the same way because it was towing that fourth wall line. So yeah, yeah. Becky, oh, yeah. Lynch, Becky Lynch and Trish, I mean, MJF, everything he says is on point. I'm sure that one of you guys here will have an MJF moment in yours. But yeah. um, Becky Lynch is growing on me, man. I had to give her flowers with this one. Yeah, that's a great promo. That was a very good promo. Um, all right, Mo, what about you? You know, I listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal my hand right now. I was looking up on YouTube uh, when the Hangman the medicine isn't working promo happened, uh, but I switched it. He did it in October, not the one in January. So that one's off the table. Um, we're talking about MJF. I'm including MJF in this one, but I will say I'm picking the promo segment with Ricky Starks uh, that happened earlier oh, this year. Yeah. I thought that was this year. I thought that was 2022. Hold on. Oh, listen, I'll check right now. I'm pretty it was, sure it was. I think it was this I year. I think it was this year. I think it was this year. I could be wrong. But. Um, I'm going to look at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. Damn, I forgot about yeah that I showed that promo to everybody. When it Damn. Happened. Okay, it's this. It said December seventh, twenty twenty two. I'm count. still including it. Let, let's count it. I say I say count it. Yeah. Count. Because December, you're looking towards the new year. You so. are, and I couldn't <laughs> tell if it was during or before Brian Danson MJF. But I'm saying all that to say that felt like 
outside of CM Punk, that was the first time I saw somebody actually hold their own against MJF and it made sense and it felt natural. And so I wanted to put some shine on Ricky Stark's name because he immediately went into a program with Jericho and I felt like it was fine. um, But I saw the potential of him being a world champion after that promo segment with MJF. I was like, put the belt on him right now. And they did the title match the next dynamite and he lost. And then it was kind of, you know, he is where he's at now. I think he's back on track with the with the Jay White stuff right now. Uh, I think yeah. the Jay White stuff is great. It took yeah. me a minute because I didn't know who Jay White was, and Juice Robinson is Juice Robinson. Um, <laughs> but hard. I love Juice he's Robinson hard. now. <laughs> the man so, got over quickly. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. So that's why I'm gonna put a little. I'm gonna put a little uh, respect on Ricky Stark's name, and say that promo is you know. Te- by a technicality, my promo of the year so far. Hell yeah. Word. What you got, Eric? I know what you got. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when I was I was like, well, it's got to be like, you know, MJF came to mind immediately. I was like, it's got to be one of these MJF things. Let me like, you know, let me scope it out. And then, yeah, even, you know, the other night with uh, with Adam Cole, I was like, could it, could it be that? Maybe I'll choose that. Um, I chose to go uh, a little bit different though, Mm. for something that has yet to happen, but will, (laughs) and will be the best. The, what, whenever CM Punk cuts that first (laughs) promo and hopefully it's him just like going off. Cause I mean, I mean, we all know how CM Punk is just going off. I want him to go off on fans. I want him to go off on everyone. I want him to be like, like y'all, y'all ain't fucking loyal to me. Like, fuck y'all. I want him to just go the fuck off and trash everybody. And, and it's going to be awesome. Can we, can we, can we just like say, instead of you saying that, that you chose the brawl out press conference? <laughs> um actually yeah, yeah yeah no yeah yes that's my <laughs> that was also last year <laughs> yeah yeah oh shit year. was it yeah yeah September. Well, yeah well that's my number one for last year and my number yeah, one for this year will be um that the part, part two, two. <laughs> the second coming baby let's yeah. get there <laughs> um beautiful cm <laughs> when he comes back and ruins everybody uh the i I have uh, an MJF one, but now that I'm like thinking about it and hearing some, I have like a couple that I'll say. But uh, my MJF one that he got like the most heat for was the drunk driving promo that I fucking loved. He got so much heat. People were like calling the police station. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Telling them that some girl was like out there. Like, That's like that some WCW like, shit yeah, when they fucked is... everyone up backstage and the neighbors were like, people are dying. Yeah. <laughs> it, it felt like classic heat. Like, uh, just like, uh, I don't know. I was at home just like laughing when I read kind of like the fallout of that promo. Uh, and I thought it was so good. Um, so I have that one for MJF. You could say the Adam Cole one was really good adam cole i thought was going to be uh kind of like a that like very goody back and forth that he's been since he's kind of come back he's like 
he's been cutting good promos. He's been doing good stuff, but like, he's been like this very like way too baby face kind of dude. And that promo back was not what I was expecting. He was like full on like Adam Cole, baby from, uh, <laughs> that was tight. And I saw um, that, I saw that video just this morning of, it was like the side by side of, of that promo from the other night and the NXT one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, and M- was like Oh yeah. Where know. MJF did the, yeah. 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 Um, I have, I have those for MJF. I have, Daniel Bryan's or Brian Danielson's New Japan promo that he just Ooh, cut in the yeah. desert. That little segment was yeah, that was, was fucking, wonderful. That was another one that came to mind for uh, me as well. He just keeps proving that he is like the best fucking wrestler in the world in every aspect. Um, and then a weird one, and uh, I just this one just comes to mind because I was so excited when it happened afterwards. Like I think me and Eric were talking and uh, just like dying laughing was uh the uh the Jericho Appreciation Society uh rapping in the ring. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was like Tommy was though the room. It was so bad it was good. <laughs> it was so good. Wait, explain uh, the segment. I don't remember. It was Daddy Magic uh rapping about his nipples. Uh and, Jake Hager uh, off off beat. <laughs> Jake Hager off beat talking about his hat. Yes. Uh, yes. And then uh this was like two months ago, maybe. And, uh, or dynamite? Dynamite, I think. It, I think. I think it was dynamite. And yeah, uh, and the acclaimed came out, and uh, <laughs> and Billy Gunn held uh, Daddy Magic, and they said that they were going to snip off his nipples and see if they were <laughs> actually rock hard. And I was crying, laughing at it. Uh, that was, it was good. It was great. Um, so yeah, give it up for Daddy Magic. Uh, also coming out last week with the Seinfeld, uh, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. He's done it a few times. Now the putty David putty from Seinfeld had the eight ball jacket and it is <laughs> legit. Well, I sent y'all the picture. Yeah, it, yeah. It's the, it exact, the exact same jacket. <laughs> Yeah. So he's, he, he's doing a thing. So one, one AEW shot I want to get before we move on that we all forgot to mention. Um, I will say, Moxley's promos have been on point this year. That, that oh girl, my that god! Where he was in the backstage with the rest of the BCC, that man sounds yeah. like John Claude Van Damme in 1993, about to just fucking knock your head off your shoulders. I've been. I was, I was talking to Pat about that exact promo last night when I was yeah. saying when I was revealing that I was going to say CM Punk's future <laughs> promo, but I was like, I might, I see, I, I remember I was saying, I was like, I might roll with that, that backstage BCC promo. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I you can tell like, listen. yeah, he had that six month period of like, it didn't look like it, it was when all the punk stuff happened. You could tell, like, he was just like, I need something new to do. Like I'm not mm-hmm. really cutting great promos. This BCC stuff with Brian, taking like the reins and being the leader and just letting Mox be Mox is like so good. He seems so pumped on it. Uh, and he's doing, yeah, like some of his best work right now. Um, Yo, that's another thing real quick um, from when we were talking about storylines and whatnot, the, with the, yeah, with like the whole um, BCC and elite whole thing mm-hmm. that when, when, uh, Brian came out and you weren't really sure what he was going to do. And like Kenny had his back turned and then all of a sudden he starts like hulking up. He's going to run and do the knee to Kenny and everyone was just losing their shit. That 
fucking oh that was so good yeah <laughs> oh we're gonna get there because you know wrestler of the year that oh, category okay. we're getting there so <laughs> y'all thought i was impassioned about the firm you just wait you just <laughs> wait <laughs> well let's do uh before we get to wrestler of the year let's do uh match of the year yeah which... I don't think there will be a lot of differences between all of us, but uh, but yeah, let's let's go for it. Who wants to go first? Let's go. Let's go for Aaron so he can uh, get his. There <laughs> we go. As I'm going to try to do with most of these categories, I've tried to do. I'll give some shout outs before I get to mine. Um, it was really really hard for me not to put Rhea Ripley and Charlotte in this spot because to me that's the greatest women's wrestling match I've ever seen person like. I think that's the greatest women's wrestling match of all time. I do want to give a shout out. Me and my brother were talking about this, and this is off topic. I do want to give a shout out to Oscar because we were talking about this, and every match that Oscar's had at WrestleMania has been one of the best matches on the show, if not the best match. So totally, yeah. I think that gets overshadowed a lot. Um, but Rhea and Charlotte, I really wanted to put up there. I couldn't. Um, in my research, I did end up watching the Kenny Omega Will Osprey match. And I've never seen evil Kenny Omega. And oh my fucking God. <laughs> Get out of this man. Like, so I can't wait for that rematch. It's going to be great. Yes. Um, I, I couldn't choose that either. Um, another one, honorable mention in my research, I watched uh, Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Chris Saban in, in Impact from two weeks ago. And that was like my second time ever seeing Mike Bailey wrestle. And like anybody who wears kick pads with no shoes on, you're good in my book. Um, so that's another good one, but I think it's obvious. I think we're all probably going to choose this one. MJF and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, 60 minute Iron Man match, the greatest Iron Man match of all time. Yeah. There's nothing else I literally had the exact same. I had MJF and Danielson and then honorable mention Rhea and Charlotte and Kenny and Will. Yeah. Nice. There's nothing to say about it. Just best, match, best Iron Man match of all time. Hands down. Honorable um, mention to uh, Anarchy in the Arena. <laughs> so funny, funny you say that because literally right here on my piece of paper, I had yeah the the Iron Man match number one. Honorable mention Anarchy in the Arena. <laughs> in your face, um, bro. <laughs> I have to be. I'm going to be that person again. I'm going to switch it up. I just need for context for the folks listening at home. Um, I went to Dynamite Rampage revolution all three shows uh wild week for me um i saw four wrestling shows in five days so it was like my wrestlemania weekend wild week for the, your huh what's that wild week wild week for your bank account oh listen <laughs> i'm still paying it off still paying it off. Oh, that's right yes <laughs> yes, yes yes <laughs> i will say in the arena when brian danielson and mjf were when that match was happening most of that match people were tired it was mm. an hour long it's at the end of the show people were drunk they were full they were sleepy there were for a good like maybe five minutes of that match there was a chant for the ice cream guy because people <laughs> were just like but you can't i watched it back you can't hear it um on the pay-per-view but it was that point where people were just like we love these two but we're just exhausted so what I'm going to say is basically because, one, I was there. Two, it was a title change. Three, it was earlier in the show, so I had my energy. But I'm giving my match of the year 
to the Elite versus House of Black at nice. AEW Revolution. Um, I applaud it that. was it was an incredible thing to witness. I think again because I was there in person and to see a title change that I didn't anticipate coming was so special. The crowd, everyone, even the people who were chanting for the elite, it was a split crowd. But when they got that pin and House of Black won, everybody stood up out of their seats and was just <sighs> the whole time. Um, and I still feel that way. There's only like maybe five or ten matches that I go back and rewatch over and over again. And that is one of them because it was so special. Um, and I think that Brian Danielson, MJF is on my list, probably number two. And I also say number three, which is AEW Revolution 2023 sweep because I was there. But nice. the Hangman John Moxley match was insane to see Great in match. person. Hell like, yeah. And I knew that Hangman was going to win, but I didn't know how. And I had seen a death match the night before at a local show. So I think that seeing it, seeing some, seeing blood basically almost get splattered on your face really does like <laughs> shift your perspective. Um, and to, to see a death match in an arena the next night, it kind of felt like it was tampered a bit, but mm. also it was just like you're seeing the people who fought in the death match the night before weren't Hangman and John Moxley, two people who work well together, who are amazing workers themselves independently. Um, and there were some spots in there that just looked really real, but uh, still not my number one. So, hang or excuse me, House of Black versus the Elite, the trios title change, my match of the year. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that um, that Hangman and and uh, Moxley match might be my favorite garbage match of the year for sure. That, that <laughs> might be my favorite garbage match of the year. Are you not a fan of like gimmicky matches like that? No, no, no. I like I like hardcore matches, but that might be my favorite hardcore match of the year. Oh yeah. So, okay. so my thing is like, I am not a big fan of matches that have more than four people that are tornado style. You okay. got to be really good. It has to be really good for me to for me to like it at that point. But there was a really good one this year. Uh, it was called <laughs> Anarchy in the Arena. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, I have to, I have to also say honorable mention uh, Mercedes and Kyrie. That match oh, was yeah. really yeah. good. That was awesome. That Me was and like you a, stayed up till what two or something? Two in the, and it was it? right after the Sammy pay per view. So yeah. it was like mm -hmm. you got to see just like everybody losing their mind and then go to complete silence for New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Props um, to uh, Pat for running out and get me a Mountain Dew that night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it, it was just cool to see like, uh, like right before that you had Soraya do like her kind of premiere and it maybe wasn't the best match that you wanted out of her. Mm -hmm. So that got me worried for Mercedes. Cause there was so much like, uh, hype around it and then she just like delivered in such a big way i forgot that cool. i forgot that show was right after the aew pay-per-view that's why i still haven't gone back and watched it because i was so it was excited. it was right after uh wwe it was right after uh the sammy roman the sammy yeah. roman yeah yeah i mean so that's one that i didn't watch in my research for today i should have it's a, it a great match i mean Kyrie's yeah. always really good but uh mercedes definitely like pulled out some shit that she didn't do in wwe that was yeah really cool Kyrie, Kyrie, aka the better version of rio oh okay I, I think you're i think you're just like uh saying 
all Asian people because like that <laughs> they're nothing alike. They're, they're very both, different they're wrestlers. Both, they're both three foot tall, seventy pounds soaking wet. Come on. Yeah, that's like every Japanese woman in Japan. Okay, <laughs> well, I don't think we should make those generalities. All right, let's yeah, let's let's uh, <laughs> moving on. Here we go, folks. Here, Here we go. go. <laughs> Whoops. Get, get that, uh, that back. Whoopsies. All right, there we go. All right, now let's get to the let's let's get to the 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 highly disputed wrestler of the year um i think uh it's it's easy from from this podcast to see that my wrestler of the year is mjf hands down uh and i know that me and aaron disagree about this and we're going to get into why we disagree about this <laughs> we uh, should let we should let mo and aaron go first because- yeah 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 I was just about to say, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap it around and yeah. then let y'all. Right. It'll come yeah. back around. Yeah. I'll around. go, I'll go to the bathroom. I'll get some <laughs> more water. Um, uh, Mo, do you want to go? Yeah. Um, I'm going to make this long and short. Uh, my wrestler of the year will forever always be Brian Danielson. Um, I think that we all just said his 60 minute match with, uh, MJF was spectacular. He also then went on to have a <clears throat> five star match in Anarchy in the Arena <laughs> at Double or Nothing. Uh, he is on his way to wrestle one of the greatest Japanese wrestlers, if not one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Okada at Forbidden Door. And it is rumored that he's going to bring his buddy Nigel McGinnis out of retirement and wrestle him at Wembley. That would be amazing. Mm. I'm telling you, this man, he's talking about he don't want to hold a world championship. I think we might need to get that world championship onto Brian Danielson because this run that he is on this year, if it goes the way we think it is, they're also building Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson number two or three at this point. So all I'm saying is he's on a run right now this year that is out of this world. I think the only thing that I would do that would be a demerit against him, I think that promo he cut against Okada in the desert was beautiful. I don't personally think out of the people I know y'all are going to choose, I don't think he's a stellar promo against them. I think he's a good promo. I think hearing him on commentary has been really fun because we are seeing a little bit of that dynamic with him and his character finally. Um, I would love to see Planet's champion Brian Danielson come back. But all that to say, my wrestler of the year, the wrestler in my heart, mind, and soul, goes to the GOAT, the literal GOAT. <laughs> Who gets my GOAT goating? Brian Danielson. <laughs> Yo, very nice. Very nice. Mo on these goddamn speeches right now is <laughs> yes, uh, getting yes. me Yo, fired up. I like and that. I like that as a dark horse. And, like I, and I also like, you just have to understand too, I'm a BCC for life. People have their Hell critiques yeah. against Moxley, against Yuta. Claudio can get lost in the shuffle sometimes, but at the end of the day, that is my faction. That's my team. I'm riding and I am dying for oh, them. Well, Mo, Mo, like, regardless of your bias, I do like that as a dark horse because mm-hmm. I think that you make some really good points, but what it comes down to for Brian is his health. I think it, I sure. think I think if I think if I think you have a good point and I think that if he is feeling up to it he can have a Brock Lesnar type reign with that belt 
where he's an attraction because he's becoming that attraction. If you're fighting Okada and Nigel McGuinness matches like that, those are attraction matches, and that's perfect for him. I think if he wants to take extra dates and hold that championship, you have a good point. He could do that. And I think that maybe by the end of this year, there could be an argument for Brian as wrestler of the year if he does that, because right. there is an argument for quality over quantity, which is what we're mm-hmm. going to get to when me and Patrick argue. But there is an argument mm-hmm. for that if you're doing it the way that Brian is doing it. So I like that. And I think that would be better for him, too, as like, you know, he got the concussion scare. He was out for a while. We thought he was already retired. If he does the Brock route where he's like, he's champion, but we don't see him that much. He's taking it a little bit easy. Not the Roman Reigns route, more the Brock route, like a part-time champion. I'm okay yeah. with that if it'll extend yeah. his health and extend his I mean, he's, he's doing that now because he's on commentary. Doing, he's doing that now because he's on commentary doing right. all the matches. Start so. now. Start yeah. it now yeah. so we can get that belt on him by my birthday, by October. Let's there you go. <laughs> yes, yes. That. Well, wasn't the thing, though, also, like, he just doesn't want the belt? Like He, he says that, but he needs to shush. <laughs> that's like that's like Brit too. Brit's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to be champion again because it's yeah. like it's it's a lot of, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. But I was like, you're you're gonna be champion, again. <laughs> right? You, you have to. At yeah, least Brit has yes. to. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. Um, Aaron. Or wait, am I no. tossing it to Eric? Eric. Eric yeah. Yeah. That's right. So, I uh, yesterday I was I was going through it. And I was like just super 50-50 between MJF and Brian Danielson. And I was like, let me sleep on it. And I woke up um, and I was just, you know, just like going. And my heart told me what to choose. Mm. And what I chose Mm -hmm. was our boy, Mm -hmm. Mr. Danielson. Yes, <laughs> That's we, got him. we got him. I did. You know, it was a lot of that was that was honestly the one that I had to think on the hardest. Um, and it's and it's honestly it's very it's very 50 50 because obviously like MJF has been killing it and he's had, you know, just like with wrestling and promos and everything like, you know, he's awesome. But yeah, I don't know. I just like and, you know, Brian, he's done the same, you know. He's had, you know, great promos and great matches, obviously. So I don't know. Yeah, it was it was tough, but I went with Brian. Um, I agree. Championship run would be fucking awesome. It could be what, you know, something similar to what we could have seen with uh, Punk when they wanted to give him the title. Um, which probably won't happen anymore now because that just seems to be bad luck for him. Every time he wins the title, he gets some sort of, uh, you know, bad injury in that match. But yeah, um, I think that'd be awesome. Um, I don't need to, I don't need to go on too much about it because, because Mo got, you know, you you got it all in there. So, (laughs) you know, just to give you space, Eric, if there is anything, you know, I didn't say definitely share it because, I mean, no, you you had the passionate speech. So, but uh, well, the 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 last thing I will say, just as BCC in general, yeah, I'm I I don't know. I feel like every day I'm loving like that faction more and more, and they're totally. It's just like, I mean, it's like the 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 fucking like NWO, 
like you yeah. know when they first came about and how fucking awesome the nwo was for like a good while until they added too many people but um so hopefully bcc uh, uh learns from that mistake but uh um yeah nah i'm all about it Word. yeah and we also have to remember that MJF uh, did a show tunes uh, uh, promo very this true. year. Very Long true. Long Island, baby. Long where, Island. Where, where he got a key to the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then the mayor got booed uh, oh, no. <laughs> like I mean, a motherfucker. Yeah, like I said, all of that stuff, golden and loved it. And it was it was a tough choice. But yeah, mm-hmm. I ended up going with Brian. Yeah, yeah. All right, So, Aaron. Pat, are we? Oh, you let Aaron go first. <laughs> So before I, <laughs> before I go, let's just make sure everybody watching this or listening to this podcast, if you haven't before, we all know Patrick is a Long Island show and it's okay. That's, that's fine. Uh, but I'm going to do like I did on every other topic and I'm going to give some people shout outs. So I, I wanted to choose Rhea Ripley. Um, but much like I was saying with Mo, um, quality over quantity works, but sometimes you need some quantity. And I think for her, the issue with her is has been uh, not the level of competition, but the the level of story that has been within that women's championship. Um, you know, we saw it recently with her squash and Natalia. It's like Natalia is great and all, but you know, come on now. Yeah. Um, but I love what Rhea's been doing, and I think that she is really kind of claim her stake to you know that Charlotte spot right now. Um, Sami Zayn is another guy who, I mean, I think he's the I think he's the people's champion of wrestling in general right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't choose him. Uh, MJF is a guy who is, if I was playing WWE 2K23, and which now will be AEW Fight Forever, spoiler alert, um, and I was making a wrestler, I would make that person as a wrestler and take them through career mode. Like He is the quintessential professional wrestler for what I love to see in professional wrestling, which I think will speak volumes about why he is not my wrestler of the year. Because Biased-wise, I want to choose MJF. Personally, he is probably my favorite performer to watch right now, besides Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens has been my favorite wrestler for the last six years. But MJF is my favorite wrestler to watch right now. But he's not the wrestler of the year to me. And the wrestler of the year to me is Cody Rhodes. And I will say this. The reason why Cody Rhodes is my wrestler of the year over MJF, it goes back to the quality over quantity thing. MJF has had the best match of the year, bar none in my opinion, but Cody has consistently performed in every match he's had, and it's been a banger. And every promo he's had has been a banger. And not only that, he's done it probably five times more than MJF. I looked it up before we started potting. I looked it up, and this is per, what's the website? This is per cage match, okay? This year, MJF has had, can you guys guess how many matches MJF has had this year? He doesn't have many, so it's probably like three or four. Including house shows, he's had five. I was going to say four or five, yeah. Guess how many matches Cody Rhodes has had, including house shows this year? Probably like 20. Yeah. How about you double that, Eric? Cody Rhodes (laughs) has had 42 matches this year. Damn. Including house shows. He's been on a house show loop with Finn Balor and LA LA Knight lately, which makes me think LA Knight's probably going to get the racket strap soon. The rocket strap soon, which is cool, but... To me, hands down, Cody Rhodes is the wrestler of the year. And I'm going to put this disclaimer out there. I'm not a Cody Rhodes fan and never have been. But what he's done this year has – his stuff in AEW was great too. Like, I liked his Nick Aldis stuff early. 
I missed a lot of that really early TNT championship stuff with Brody Lee with the dog collar stuff. I missed a lot of that, but I heard it was really good. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing now is to me all time. Um, well, this is this is kind of like, and we brought it up. We talked about this. Uh, me and Aaron got into an impassioned fight one night uh, for a <laughs> long time. Um, I think you missing out on Cody in AEW is why this like means more to you because to me it's kind of a rehash of everything he did in AEW. Like it's the same promos with insert different person kind of uh when he was starting with the Roman Reigns stuff, it was the my dad did this to finish the story stuff. And it's like that's all he did in AEW. So it just kind of like felt like the same thing over and over again with like the less the less cool looking cock pieces on the, his pants. Uh, but he's the gimmick to another territory and just, yeah, it's, it. it's the same gimmick. And then like, it is kind of just the hard time stuff that he's doing right now. The, the cast match was stupid as hell. That was dumb. Uh, like Brock is probably what I'm liking more in this feud than Cody, uh, with his undertaker duster, uh, <laughs> Looking like a goth cowboy, uh, and uh, well, and to just Aaron's like point though. I mean, I, well, at least to your point too, Pat is like goddamn Cody, right, right there. <laughs> That's a good old boy. <laughs> Cody's gimmick didn't work in AEW. So, and that's why he's doing it now. And people suspected that it was more for a WWE audience. Yes. So wouldn't you give, is that a demerit against him for doing it again and realizing that it works? Or is that a positive for him to be like? It's a positive. I think it's harder to be a white meat baby face at that level. I think being a heel is easier. And that's why MJF is naturally a heel. Cody is kind of a tweener naturally, but I think it's harder to be a hot baby face. Cody, Cody and Sami Zayn are the two hottest baby faces in wrestling. And I think that's that's, harder to do than to be a heel. That's the other thing. I feel like Sammy, if Sammy stuff didn't happen, maybe I'd give more to Cody in WWE, but Sammy like overshadowed Cody to me as far as like white, hot baby face. That's fair. fair. Cody just seems like, uh, Cody's good at what he's doing, but it is somewhat the WWE uh, thing that they love to do where they're like, this is our new toy. Let me shove him down your throat. And uh, and it's it's got a little bit of that for me. Uh, yeah, he's been wrestling a lot, but it's like, whatever. I, he wrestled like every Raw that he was on. And I was like, these are fine matches that Cody's definitely going to win. He beat somebody in, who did he beat in dress shoes? Uh, but the chat game, I can't remember. I can't remember. It was one of them, and I was just like, "All right, if that counts as a match, whatever." And we yeah, talked he about did a, he did a springboard stunner in loafers. That's <laughs> were they the like his like fancy? What's the, the like red bottom? What what are those things yeah. called? With the <laughs> red soles on Louis them. Like, like Louis Vuittons. Yeah. Uh, you know his wife is black. We also <laughs> and he will remind you every chance he can get. Yeah, 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 he will. This man ended racism. Cody Luther King love him. The way Cody's dressing, you think he's gonna uh, bring racism back lately? You know, like, I don't know, but uh, blonde hair, blue eyes with a American flag on his dick, uh, going oh, out there to Cody Cutter people. But 
we had, we had like a, we kind of talked about this, but uh, you were going off of like how many matches has he had? Uh, and it's like, yeah, he's had a bunch of matches, but like, so has Seth, you know, like Seth and Seth arguably had the more fun to watch better matches. Seth is, it's, it, it's, it's hard not to add Seth to this conversation as well, but I will say, and this, Seth got the belt, baby. I will say this about the Cody matches, right? MJF set five. Cody's at 42. Now, that in itself in a vacuum does not mean that Cody is the rest of the year. The reason I give it to Cody is because every match he's had on TV has been fucking great. So it's like... Every every match that MJF's had has been historic. He doesn't have to have all these matches. He doesn't. And and that's my point. He doesn't. And I think think there's a... After hearing Loretta and, and Eric, I think there's more of a case for... Brian, am I? There probably is a more of a case for Brian, but I am a Long Island shill. Yeah. Uh, and, and I love him, he's my number two, but I'll say, man, like having this conversation makes me think this is really interesting. I'm excited to see how the year pans out because, like, right. it's making me think about Brian. He he could be right there, and Seth Seth too. We got to see how this he is. He is having like a historic yeah. run right now. Like mm-hmm. uh, he's finally living up to like the uh, American Dragon moniker that like. I mean, he's he's been good all along, but yeah. uh, being the leader of the BCC, I think, has taken like his promo stuff and his character stuff up to the level that his matches were on. Also, I want to see the day where a woman wins wrestler of the year outright. And I think that Rhea Ripley has the potential to do that. Yeah. And I hope that her run continues to... I think the Judgment Day stuff has elevated her to a China-like level, which is great. But the issue is the same issue that it was with China, where it's like, and it sucks because there is competition on that roster, but it's like the way that they book them is just so shitty. Well, that's that's the thing. You're never going to get a woman being like the outright wrestler of the year until you get the company to back them like they do the men. Like, yeah, Rhea and Charlotte had like a, one of the best matches of the year so far. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the storyline leading up to it was like two weeks long or whatever. Like, it's like, you're not, you're not giving them the time. Uh, Whereas like Dom is getting more of a fucking storyline than Rhea Ripley (laughs) is. Uh, Rhea just like comes out. Dom says mommy. And, uh, and then Rhea just like stands behind him. Arguably they're using, her to help get him heat and pushing Don more, Don more arguably, which is like kind of ass backwards. Yeah. You know? but so. And I will to, to give a positive to WWE, I will say this, that they, at the very least, I think you have multiple women right now who can be a contender for wrestler of the year or just like match of the year. I feel like AEW is so far and away from entering that conversation right yeah. now with I disagree. the division. I disagree. I think okay. Tell, I still, listen, prove to me. So here's my thing. I, I, I do think that they're far and away, but I think that they're not as far as you think because they have the talent to do it. And I True. think I think that like perfect example is uh the outcast, which is a terrible name for a group. But the outcast, <laughs> um, they've grown on me and, and Tony Storm as a heel is awesome. Ruby Soho is awesome. Willow Nightingale is awesome. Uh, Ty Valkyrie, who's probably going to go heel soon, is awesome. Uh, Anna Jay is awesome. Uh, um, uh, I mean, they all are. They all are. Awesome. You, they, right. are they are literally, all they are 
all they need is to put more resources into that division. They have That's all I'm saying. Talent. That's all I'm saying. They have talent. And I think uh, with Jade not having the TNT belt, that opens her up to actually going into the main women's roster and yeah. being a top heel there. Uh, because Jade has just been in that TNT belt division for so long, which is just like the the feeder belt, basically, like feed TBS. somebody to. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> TBS. Oh, sorry. Uh, but uh, um, but I, but I'm saying that like they have the talent, they just don't put the energy into it. I mean, you can say the same about WWE, but at the same time, we all saw that Rhea Charlotte match. Yeah. You know what WWE, I mean? Like the storyline was doo doo. They give them time for right. sure. Right. We saw Bianca and Oscar. It was fine, but it was I don't even think good. there was a storyline to that. I think they were just like, no. was like here you go, they're wrestling. Yeah, it was like missing your face, that's the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so but they incredible match. And I feel like of the matches I've seen out of the women in AEW, they're good. I hope, and this is my hope, for the next six months, I hope we see a, a change, and especially with Chris Statlander back mm. and Tony Storm doing incredible heel work with the AEW Women's Championship. I hope that we can say a different or have a different narrative at the end of the year with the AEW Women's Division now that we've yeah. got new champs. I think, totally, like, totally. Like Patrick said, I think like Patrick said, Jade is a good cog in the wheel. Because yeah. we saw Tony Storm in that in that uh, press conference say, uh, "Tony, feed me Jade." So I don't know if she's fully ready yet, but I I want to see them give her the ball and see if she can run with it as as a as a you know as as a face to go against a top level wrestler in a program to learn. You know, I think, I think Jade's definitely like run with it because uh, we I don't I don't think you were watching when Jade started. Jade was like so green that her matches were like really botchy and like she got brought in as like Shaq's person or whatever. <laughs> right. Wasn't that like the original thing? And, and Co Cody was involved in that too, wasn't he? It was supposed yeah, to be yeah, yeah. Cody and Brandy versus Shaq and Jade and then Brandy. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. And, uh, put Red Velvet in. That's right. Oh yeah. yeah. And then Red yeah. Velvet got her ass beat for six months. Uh, Shout out to Red Velvet though. I love yeah. Red Velvet. I, I love Red Velvet Again, too. Where is Red Velvet? Is she injured or are they just She's not booking on, her? Is on she TV? on Ring of Honor right now? I think mm, maybe. No. Also, speaking of Ring of Honor, we got to give a shout out to Athena too, who's having an oh, amazing. Oh, come True. on. Coming, yeah. into her, coming into her own as a badass heel. She could be part mm. of, the, of the Blackpool Combat Club and I would love that. They need to get her out of Ring of Honor and put her back on TV because she was doing yeah. incredible work right now. No shade to Ring of Honor, but like that would bring people to watch Dynamite or Collision, whatever you want to Right, They got Collision now. They got room. They got room. They got room. Yeah. They got room. <laughs> but going back to, I do think Jade has like done phenomenal work for herself over time. She's become yeah. like a match that I want to see every time. Totally. Uh, she really she grew like on me. Match a ton like because yeah at first yeah like you were saying i was like yeah i don't i don't care you know and it was like i don't know i wanted i was like not into the fact that she you know with the undefeated streak and whatnot but then yeah at some point i don't know yeah she just like she got better and her matches like started being awesome and yeah same deal it would be like you know a pay-per-view match with jade or something that i'd be like super stoked for it yeah so Cool. Well, not that much fighting. We didn't we yeah. didn't get as heated as we thought we would. 
uh, I think y'all being here. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got. Down. I do have one thing to say that sprung to mind when y'all are talking about like number of matches, like you know, like Cody mm-hmm. had all these matches, MJF had like you know four or five matches. Something I've kind of thought about ever since AEW first came about, because you know they have the less demanding schedule, and I'm like that is why in my opinion an aw match is so much better than a wwe match because they have i just i mean obviously some of them you know do stuff in other companies and whatnot but like you know i just feel like the aw wrestlers are less worn out you know like they I have more a, energy a double-edged like. sword to that though i think there's a double-edged sword to that i think Depending on the wrestler, it's a case by case basis. Because I think for people that are green, they need those reps to have more matches. That's true. That's true. Them. But if you're talking about a Brian or an MJF, they can have one match every two months and it's going to be a banger. You know what I mean? The young yeah, bucks yeah. have one match, but people like Jay Cargill need to be wrestling every single night. You know, people like um, who's another person? Uh, you know, I don't know. And they, I, I think they are getting good reps. It's just like not on prime TV. So when you do see it, it's, you know, uh, it does mean more like what Eric is saying. But uh, but they have dark and elevation, which, you know, all no the more. wrestlers it's are getting. They, yeah, oh, they're gone. done? done. Now it's Rampage okay. and ROH. Rampage and ROH. Oh, well, yeah, you yeah. got ROH. A lot of them are still doing PWG. Uh, a lot of them are Take still doing a dates. lot of the indie indie companies. So you're still, they're getting reps off of that. Um, and it's just cool to see, like I was, I was saying, uh, seeing like the beast, cause you saw like Mox on new Japan and you saw Kenny on new Japan, but to see the whole BCC on new Japan mm-hmm. is so cool. Like yeah. just to see, mm-hmm. like, it's like, that's, those are my boys and they're in the other company. Yeah. Uh, it does feel like an NWOE like takeover kind of thing where they just show up and they're like, fuck your wrestlers and we're going to mess them up. Forbidden Door Forbidden Door has the potential to be the show of the year. You got Okada and Brian. You got you got GTS versus GTS rumor with Kenta and Punk. You got Osprey and is Osprey and, and Omega? Two, uh, yeah, three? Osprey and Omega too. Yeah. That has the potential to be show of the year. My only issue with that is that besides Omega... And Osprey, you don't really have a whole lot of time to build up stories. We get the story between Kenta and Punk. We get that. You stole my finisher. That's fine. And we want Brian at the dream match, which is like, we get that. But wrestling-wise and ring-wise, it has a chance to be the best show of the year. So. I, think, I think for a lot of this, and since New Japan really isn't a story company, they don't, they don't do, like, long stories. I don't think it's, I it's usually... They like, do. They do. It's... it's it's mostly like buildups in like the press conference before or something. Uh, like Eddie Kingston goes over a lie and he's just like, I'm going to fuck this dude up. He's in the G1 this year, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, Good for him. Um, so I don't think you need it because it is such a spectacle. Like it is like we get to see Okada fight somebody. Uh, last year it was kind of a letdown because Okada, they were in like a, it was like a four way match or something. Yeah, and Adam Cole got hurt in that one that, yeah that was the adam cole got hurt right. match uh so this year i think you you are taking like the biggest stars and we're gonna see something really cool have they done uh have they announced a tanahashi match yet 
No, which is what people were talking about as far as just like why, if not CM Punk and Kenta, it should be CM Punk and Tanahashi because he called him out last year before he got hurt. And so they were like, naturally, they should go back to that. But I don't think they are. It has to be Kenta. It has to be Kenta. I'd rather see Kenta and Punk than Tanahashi and Punk. There's more of a story I agree. And Kenta's character right now is fucking hilarious. So uh, (laughs) I think it'll be good. Um, I will say, though, to to talk about that match a little bit more, I feel like it's a case of, like, one of those things where it's, like, better late than never, but it is, like, six years too late, right? Like, like Kenta pre-Hideo Itami was the Kenta we wanted to see go against CM Punk. And I think Kenta's been kind of, and Punk and Kenta both have been very like injury riddled over the past couple years, and they wrestle a safer style now, which makes me kind of trepidatious about this match. But we'll see how Punk looks on Collision. We'll see how he looks. We'll see how he looks. You know, just don't I, do any buckshot lariats. Please, well, because Hangman will come out and whip that ass in a shoot, and then we don't yeah. want to. <laughs> um, I will say though, I know we're running late, but I feel remiss that we haven't mentioned this person in any of our categories i and i hate to agree with brian alvarez on anything but this orange cassidy international championship title run he says something that kind of blew my mind yesterday he was like this is up there with the john cena united states championship run which i same thing post wrestling which i I love that. I I was still watching WWE when John Cena was doing the United States Championship run. I was there with Jess when Kevin Owens debuted to wrestle him when he was still NXT champion. And so for him to have said that compared to OC, I'm just like, let's give our man our flowers, his flowers right now. So I don't know where he falls in that category. He'll probably going to drop that title soon to who we do not know. Swerve. Um, but Swerve. <laughs> that would be great, I, honestly. Yeah. When we were, when but... me, and were, me and Pat were talking about this off pod, and I, I had Orange originally in my top five of the year, um, and I have tremendous respect for Meltzer and Alvarez, even though Meltzer is a fucking weirdo with his star ratings, and Alvarez is kind of a show. I have tremendous respect to post wrestling John and Wei Ting, and and Wei said that he thinks this is the best you know, run right now, championship run. But I respectfully disagree in the sense that I think it's gotten stale and I think it's time to get that fucking belt off Orange Cassidy. I love Orange Cassidy so much, but it's time to get the belt off of him. Um, I think I, I still disagree with the. I mean, I don't... He made that whole belt. That it. belt, like, didn't mean anything until well, Orange Pat, got you, it. Pat, and... You made a good point, and you made a good point when we were talking and you said that... Um, Every time he's wrestled, it's been believable that he could lose because of the story they've been telling that he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would counter that and say that to that same point, I think that it's not believable that he's going to lose because we've seen the way that they booked him and he wins every time. You know what I mean? Like, and he starts to show every time and he wins every well, time. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the Ric Flair method. Rick well, didn't lose either. Rick uh, looked like he was going to lose. There's not enough story building verbally. There's not enough... He's Orange Cassidy. <laughs> but even his, but his opponents. Like, why isn't Swerve talking about Orange Cassidy more? You know, why didn't Double J cut a promo on Orange Cassidy before they fought? Why didn't Buddy Matthews cut a promo on Orange Cassidy before they fought? 
And you know what? I that's not I don't put that at the wrestlers. I put that on TK. That's my because point. Because that's that's been uh issue. That's been something I've seen talked about online a lot is that AEW great wrestling. Where are the stories? Yeah. You know? And I think that so that's why I was like, I can't I can't put that in the demerit column for OC because I'm sure I think he would want to have some story building too. Now, granted. I don't think we're going to see him lose the belt until probably either Forbidden Door or Wembley. Because if mm. I think Wembley putting the international championship on someone in international waters is great. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Who? Saber Junior. Goddamn it! Oh, and they're best friends IRL. So that might happen. <laughs> They could do that. I think it'd be a great idea to put on Zack Sabre Jr. You dickhead. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I think a thing also with the, yeah, with the, you know, lack of storyline and whatnot for like y'all are saying, I think a lot of that comes down to just like time factor with stuff with the shows where it's like they want to squeeze in a lot of matches and have them be like long enough to be these like awesome matches. Cause like you even see like, you know, there'll be like a rampage and there'll be, you know, this match that you might not think is going to be anything, but then it's like this like insanely good match. It's a banger. It's a fucking um, banger. You're like, yeah. Like, so I think a lot of that is, out. yeah. The time factor, um, which it's like, I don't know. Uh, some not, I, I kind of feel like I'd almost like, I mean, a, a great build to something is awesome and it makes the match that much more better, but also at the same time, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't need as much storyline as long as like the matches is, is awesome. Um, but I, having said that, I do love a good story and I, and I love a good build up to a match to give it the like the big fight feel, you know? Yeah. But as long as, as long as what, and I do like the, the idea of taking it off him at Wembley, as long as we get that big fight feel, at Wembley, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I will say, if Swerve doesn't take it from him, big bill. Oh, no. Big Bill, Big Bill. I mean, Big Bill's been looking pretty freaking cool in there. And then you yeah. can bring in a certified G and a bona fide. <laughs> and please, ah, don't. please don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we need him. I don't know if we need to see that man again. All right, well, it's been great potting with y'all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was trolling. I was trolling. But... Aaron's gonna put links on the YouTube page to Enzo's rap videos. <laughs> this is this is the real story that we all need, everybody. <laughs> um quick uh quick change of subject i do have i I got a shout out i gotta give to uh to one of my boys mr darby allen um i feel it you know just as far as he you know he gets up there for me for like you know wrestler of the year i mean obviously he's not up in a number one spot but i feel like i mean i just i just love that dude but also i feel like he's legit now getting to a spot where it's like after that four-way at the last pay-per-view where it's like he he can be in the running for like you know world heavyweight champion yeah and i think watching that it would have probably been better to just do darby versus mjf than the whole four pillars because darby definitely shown way brighter than 
Sammy and uh, Jungle Boy. In that yeah. Match. Oh yeah. He was he was the number one showing in that match for sure. Um, I I mean I loved that match. Uh, and there was a lot of like awesome stuff that involved the four of them. But yeah, would love to see more of yeah, like you know, singles Darby on MJF or whoever. I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, after Wednesday, uh, Adam Cole will be the <laughs> champion. We don't know. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they do with the Adam Cole stuff and like yeah. how they're gonna do this match. Like what what fuckery is about to happen to keep this going to. for a long time? It's a non-title I, match, though. It's a non-title match. No, oh, it's a title it? match. It's a title, it's a title qualifier. So if he, wins, if he wins, he gets a title match against MJF after beating him. He has to beat him to get a title shot. Okay. I still oh, think there I will be some that. fuckery that uh, doesn't allow Adam Cole to win the match. but uh, No, he's going he's gonna to win it because it's the title qualifier so he can, so he can fight him. No, I know, but I still think it's like too early to give Adam Cole the win. So I feel like MJF's just going to do an MJF kind of swerve at the end. And that'll like start this feud hopefully going for a very long time yeah uh, i just because i just want it to be like an actual match like i want it to give them like you know at least like 15 minutes or something yeah, yeah, yeah. you know to to go i don't want it to be the kind of thing where it's like oh man we're about to like you know this match is about to the the main event's about to happen you look at your watch and there's like five minutes left yeah damn it <laughs> i will say this too we're talking about a lot of people are talking about how they don't feel like there's any real build to Forbidden Door. I'm just very curious: is MJF going to be on Forbidden Door? And if so, why not use this time instead of building with Adam Cole to something that may not happen at Forbidden Door? Why not build it with somebody else? Hmm. I'm just really curious. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do with him if he's even going to yeah. be on Forbidden Door. But I'm just like, that's your world champion. You kind of want him yeah. to be on the card. But uh, why honestly, are we doing a cool thing right now? It's like I almost. I kind of feel like I just. I get a sense that he's not going to be there. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, he said. He said. He said in the press conference. He was like, I hope I don't have to fucking fight on Forbidden Door. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe that can be a whole part of it where he comes out and he's just like, I'm not fucking be, I'm not going to be on that fucking pay-per-view and trashes on something or somebody in some way, shape or form. Who wants to roll <laughs> John Moxley's books? That was, that, I was, I was oh, going to mention, yeah, there, were, yeah, there were so many people good. texting that me that good. were like, why didn't MJF go last? And then MJF with the fucking... I'm not going to roll around in Moxley's blood. Like no. the most perfect answer. To right. <laughs> well, they did that right to have an anarchy in the arena last. Cause it's such a like, well, isn't the whole thing of that is it's like unsanctioned. Like AEW yeah. is, is no longer involved. This is just, you know what I mean? Wait, like I their the whole Adam thing. Cole Jericho one was unsanctioned. Oh, you might be right. Well, that yeah, might've been the unsanctioned that was one. The one. That, was that unsanctioned. one needed to be sanctioned. Or were, they, were, they both, were they both, were they both, unsanctioned though. we don't, we don't talk about but, we don't talk about adam cole versus jericho we don't talk about I, we should never again and they sure didn't because adam cole yeah they like, they moved the fuck up mm. <laughs> i did i did defend that match a little bit i don't think it was as horrible uh, as other people made it out to be but it was it was a bummer that it it wasn't you know what yeah what yeah. it could have been i i still stick by i don't think the match is like that bad i just think uh, with the Sabu stuff in it, Sabu. Oh gosh, Sabu. yeah, yeah, that was uh, weird. That was just like it was why just did so that weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> Jericho has been putting people in purgatory. Yeah. Mo, Mo talked about <laughs> I it earlier. Agree. Mo talked about it with Ricky Starks. He's been putting people in purgatory this year. Yeah. Well, we'll see what, think... what, what Jericho's got left. I hope he has something big. I hope if yeah. Sting doesn't do a Darby finish, I would like it to be like Jericho and Sting. That would be I'm cool. just hyped uh, to Sting on Wednesday. I'm just hyped yeah, to Yeah, Sting. oh, Stinger's going to be there. Sting on Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, Sting's shit. there. He's in a tag match. Who is yeah. fighting? It's uh, I think you want to run it a, down the card real quick. Like, do you is it a pull three up? on three? I can't remember now. We, it's, I think it's all see. on AEW's Instagram. Yeah, and I saw. I was looking at it too. the other day. Yeah, because I want to get hyped with y'all. I can't watch it or be there, but um. So I think this is. The one, am I right? So it's uh, it's MJF and Adam Cole in a oh. championship qualifier match. Okay, it's Tony Storm versus Tony Storm versus Sky Blue for the title. Right. Yeah, she won on Rampage the other night. It's that was orange, a good match. That was a good match too. It's Orange Sting, Darby, and Keith Lee versus uh, the Mogul Embassy. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. so yeah. okay, okay. And then it's the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club. Again. Damn, the Hung Bucks. Uh, no. now, <laughs> now last oh. time me and uh last time me and pat were in dc for a dynamite we saw sting dive off the stage through yeah. a table um Woo! will will we get something similar sting like he he has like a thing with dc he likes like i think he even mentioned it like he's like that's one of his like favorite spots to wrestle it's even though time, we, we're going to, you know, even we're going to be in the, in the same arena where uh, the infamous Starcade 97 happened. Mm. So there we go. Here we go, baby. <laughs> and Everybody so get getting... jacked off for Wednesday. I love yeah. Starcade 97, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, rampage the same night too, right? Yeah. Like it's going yeah. to do so, our Rampage. Yeah. They might do Ring of Honor. They might shoot Ring of Honor right before that too. I think I did see that like the like show starts at seven. So I'm pretty sure. So there's an hour of something beforehand. The one yeah. thing that uh the one thing that we're gonna have to get unfortunately is a Jake Hager match, but at least Wardlow's in it. What's the wow. what's the Jake Hager match? It's Wardlow versus Hager for the title on Rampage or Dynamite. Dynamite. Now, see that could be another women's match. That could be a Chris yeah. Statlander match, True. in my opinion. True. But is there even? Oh yeah, it's Tony versus Sky Blue. That would be good. Yeah. Sky Blue has been uh, doing good stuff lately. I could um, see maybe Stat being on um, Rampage. Rampage. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, Double J is on Rampage, so the guy by Jared is God sign brewing right now. So, hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, are y'all getting? Wait, wait, wait. Are y'all getting the um the mixed tag match with Aubrey, or did that already happen? Is that no, going to be on Rampage? Rampage. That's on Rampage I think that is on Rampage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. your sign is going to be there. You go. So you're getting yo. That match is going to be insane because Aubrey hasn't wrestled on TV at all, and Karen Jarrett's in it too. Yeah. Oh, y'all gonna have so much fun! The, oh my this God. is gonna be this is gonna be where the spot I kept saying was gonna happen uh, uh, last time, where uh, Jeff is gonna accidentally like nail Karen and have mm. her like fall through a table or some shit. That's gonna happen. <laughs> totally, perfectly totally. placed. <laughs> I hit my wife, but it was on accident. 
totally off. <laughs> it was on accident this time. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Oh, totally off. Me off, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> totally off the rails here, and I know we're towards the end, so I'll just go off the rails for a second. Patrick got me, uh, put me onto the My World podcast, and I listened. To, have you listened to the latest episode, uh, Pat? Uh, I don't think so. What was the latest episode? So, it, or not the? It was the second to latest. It was Ask Jeff anything, and the best question was somebody asked Jeff Jared his fucking Waffle House order. Oh, oh yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Conrad and Jeff were so hyped. They were like, "So if you're not from America in the South here, we have something called Waffle House." <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff Jarrett yes. is the only person eating steaks from Waffle House. So. Oh, that that man's ordering steak from Waffle House. Yes, yeah. Wow, tough Good like shoe leather. I know that man. Is. That is a monster of a man to do. Good that. man. Uh, <laughs> I'm more of a two two eggs and hash browns guy. Yeah, from there, but <laughs> Matt, gets, Captain. Jeff gets six eggs. He gets the what do you say? He gets like four he gets egg whites. And six <laughs> egg whites and one egg over oh, easy Jesus. or something. Yeah, hash browns smothered, blubbered, covered, blubbered. <laughs> blubber, <Yeah. laughs> smacked, oh stacked, peppered, and capped. There you um, go. But yo, shout, right. out, shout out to you for putting me on because that's like. Probably my third favorite wrestling podcast. Now. It's, a, it's a great podcast. He gets really stoked. Uh, and uh, yeah. All oh, right, I cool. just watched uh, Jeff Jarrett and um, RJ City, the Hey EW with Jeff Jarrett. Hell if yeah. y'all haven't seen that, please go watch it. I watched it. I, I love those. I love those. What's the name of that guy that does the Hey EW? RJ thing? City. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. RJ City is yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love those. The one with like one of the early ones with Brit was really good. Mm-hmm. Brian um, Danielson, the most recent one is oh yeah, by far yeah. the funniest one I think. Hell definitely. yeah! But anyway, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> subscribe to the channel. Yeah. If you're in DC, come see us, man. Come see us. If you're in DC, come see us. All righty, okay. and that caps off, slaps caps, and smothers, <laughs> smothers, uh, blubbers, episode, episode yeah. 13 of Permanent Marks. Woo! Thanks, everybody, for listening, and thank y'all for uh, coming and being a part of the pod today. Dig it! Mm-hmm. Dig it. <laughs> <laughs>